Hello and welcome to another Movie Monday. I'm Stephen Reyes here with my amazing co-host, Sean Anderson. And we will be taking a glimpse into those little mouse holes you see in your wall. Most of you may run and scream when you see a mouse, kind of like one of the scenes in this film with a phonograph. Oh yeah, but I forgot about that one, yeah. I think you should make friends with your mice, because if this movie does nothing else, it's going to make you love little mice and family and joy and just give you all the emotions and feels. And I will stop just presenting the film. We'll just jump right into talking about it. This is... More. Movies. Please. Please. Pow, pow, pow. Pew, pew, pew. Recording pew, lasers. Pew. pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Well, I feel like that's what Fivel needed throughout half this movie. <laughs> Some lasers. <laughs> yeah, he just needed lasers. That poor mouse. Like, I feel like I'm trying to think of another movie where the character is just so clumsy that they keep on getting into trouble to compare him to. Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. Or any of the Bean movies or something. Mr. Bean movies. There we go. That's probably something that most of our audience will be more familiar with. <laughs> Mr. Bean, the, the old British uh, comedy show. <laughs> well, yeah, that I feel like we don't get as much of a younger demographic, but if we do, it's going to be Mr. Bean. Uh, well, I hope so. Yes, all you all you British youngsters over there watching Mr. Bean, make sure you, you follow it up with a good listen to this episode, this week's episodes uh, of more movies, please. Yes, please. Yes, yes. And we actually have... Our the UK is our second in downloads. So. Oh heck yeah! Well, uh, top of the morning to you, British friends. I apologize for that, but we still <laughs> welcome you. So, I I don't understand what what sort of faux pas I made there, Stephen. I feel like oh no, I was just like <laughs> if that was a British accent, a little bit thicker, man. Uh 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 uh. Do, do I have a British accent in me? Let's see. Uh uh. So uh, crumpets. Uh tea. Spot a tea. Get a cup of tea. Hello, hello. How do you do, governor? Not bad. I'll work on it. Ne- by the time, by next week, I'm going to have it down pat, and I will soon be your British friend, Sean. Okay, we, we, we will see how that goes. That, that was pretty good. I wouldn't let you pull, do that if we were ordering food in the UK <laughs> quite yet, because I worry about my food, but close, like a little more practice than I'd feel confident with you ordering the food that I'll way. I'll get there. I'll watch a lot of Mr. Bean, and then I'll, I'll, I'll have it down. Okay, so now that we talk about Mr. Bean, we need to, at some point, put our Mr. Bean movie in the episode index. Mm, okay, yeah, I could do that. And not just Rat Race. I want, <laughs> I like, pure Mr. Bean. Oh, okay, so the, the, the real thing. The, the pure, unadulterated Bean. None of this, like, yes. st- supporting role, background, almost a cameo role. Oh, I do love that film, though. Yeah. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I remember seeing but, that one in the theaters, and, and that one being just uproarious in its laughter. Oh, yeah. Everybody was just happy to be all stars. <laughs> <laughs> but in regards to today's episode, to spoil what we're talking about, <gasps> we are talking about an American tale. The the little mouse that could get into trouble. Little you know, five of the little boy mouse. Oh, so so cute and so so I am so frustrating for for me just to see this this mouse get into so much trouble i mean what else is a young child going to do but get into into scrapes and trouble but like this this mouse is this little boy mouse's uh, uh level of getting in trouble far exceeds anything anything me or any of my friends or my family ever got into 
we never fell off, you know, a, a cargo or like a human transport ship in the middle of the Atlantic <laughs> and then floated into New York. In a bottle. That was in a bottle. Yeah, that as far as I know, that never happened to anybody, myself or anybody yeah, that, I know. I can't speak for you. I well, don't know if that happened. To I you. didn't get shipped here. I can say that. <laughs> but I, I do love that scene just because like the pigeon, which was super nice. Like that was the most welcoming pigeon I've ever encountered. But it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. look. They're coming in by bottles now. Like we were getting uh, like, yeah. immigrants left and right, <laughs> but it was like so welcoming. Like, welcome, you're safe. Here we go. And there were so many scenes where this little mouse was getting a bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that tiny that tiny mouse was all sudsy mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, and he he was <laughs> he he was. And what was it? I'd have to say, like in regards to getting into trouble. None of my friends ever got eaten by a cat or by any animal, which... <laughs> no, I don't know. I've gotten quite a few uh, cat chomps in my life. Uh, some of my cats always tried to, yeah, to but eat me. actually swallowed because he had to get back out swallowed, of that cat's yeah. mouth. That is true. That was that was terrifying. Was that in the very beginning? I, I think my, my order... Yeah, I think it that was... It was the beginning. The, the, the film opens up It wasn't up the and, beginning, beginning. Like, he had... No, wasn't that like Cossack invasion? Oh, no, or not, not with those terrifying cats. It wasn't there. <sighs> Can we talk about those it in was a second? where... Yeah. And we will, yeah, talk about those. That it was right when he was in America, and he's saying there's no cats here, and that rally gets broken up. Right. Yeah. Right, so right, it was right. yeah, there. Yeah. Which before we get to the scary cats, I just want to say like that whole thing in the news lately about the guy who got swallowed by a whale. Oh yeah, the, what, the humpback whale. Oh my yes. goodness! Insane. Insane right? Glad he's fine. Yes, that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. I just want to do like one thing, which I get the wording why they said it, but if you're stuck mm-hmm. in the what's those? It's not teeth, but the um uh it's just like i forget what it's called it's like a filter they yeah have a filter, filter. if you he didn't get swallowed because he wasn't like inside he was like stuck in the teeth essentially right. so it just bugs me that they said swallowed i know that's just saying yeah. some it makes for a better yeah, headline like i guess saying oh a man got a stuck in the teeth headline. is not going to catch an attention it was just like you did. I was waiting when I read the story. I'm like, okay, you got swallowed. I want to hear this. I'm like, you didn't get swallowed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do we got a real, like, uh, uh, who was, uh, Jonah situation going on here? Did he get like thrown out of the blowhole? What happened? Yeah, I'm but like, no, I, I kept hearing that. I, I don't know. It, it, he probably wouldn't have been able to get swallowed that the, esoph- uh, the esophagus of a whale isn't, I don't know. Like the whale would have choked to death before he would have yeah. been swallowed. So, but still, a pretty crazy, remarkable mm-hmm. story. I mean, I, like, that's, I've never heard of anything like that actually happening. Yeah, and then I love the fact that they're like, oh, for some reason, I got shaken loose. I'm like, well, yeah, because it didn't want to eat you. <laughs> I know, you're you're not krill. Or yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> it was actually trying to set you free. And yeah, I bet that was pretty unpleasant for mm-hmm. the whale. So too. I, I'm happy everything worked out. I, I just... I like people using the correct wording, which I often mess up, but I was just like, you weren't swallowed. And that's on the news, not him. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, believe me, Stephen, if if we're looking for for pedantry here, if we're looking for like exacting, you are talking to mm-hmm. the right person. The news can suck it. I mean, they, you know, uh, what's the saying? If it bleeds, it leads. Yes. If it, they got to they got to go for the for the gusto with those t- titles. And if it's not impressive enough that it's not going to sell well digital subscriptions to newspapers i guess yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say it's not gonna sell papers at the newsstand anymore but that's showing my that's, age I this guess. was the j jonah jameson of news reporting yeah 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 let's play it up curse you spider-man 
Uh, well, in regards to cursing something, I know you wanted to get back to those terrifying cats at the beginning of the film. Yeah, those terrifying uh, Soviet era, like uh, 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 Siberian mm. cats. I don't. Okay. Uh, uh, truth be told, I watched this film first. I, I think I watched it around like Thursday or Friday. Okay. So a lot of my precise memories of this film have been kind of replaced by the second film we're going to be talking about today. Um, so did th- when the film opened, do you recall they said like where in Russia they, the, the Mouskowitzes were I, living? Or is it just some sort of unnamed cold Russian location? I think it was a cold Russian location because I watched this one last night and I don't recall them mentioning it or even having, if it did have like a location title on the screen, I didn't catch it. So it was just like yeah. a generic Russian location. It seemed really like rural. Mm-hmm. Um, I, not I, I. I don't think it was Moscow or Saint Petersburg or anything. It seemed very cold and very rural. So maybe closer to uh, I don't know Siberia region. I'm not sure. My my Russian geography is not very up to date or great. But they were you know living in the Moskowitzes were living in their little mouse hole underneath uh, the house of the. What was it? The Moskovitzes? Yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. I love that little play on words. Mm-hmm. And well, it's just like the great mouse detective. Of oh, course, yeah. the mouse yeah. that lives in the Sherlock building is a detective mouse. Hey, it, it makes total sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were living there. Had a nice little, you know, they were not affluent mice. They weren't, you know, living it up or anything. They had mostly breadcrumbs to, to live on. They had breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, and more breadcrumbs, as we saw. Oh, yeah, the little, the little jars. canisters of food. <laughs> so they, they were doing okay. I think the most important thing is that they kept each other in high spirits and, and warmed up through the power of their familial love. And, you know, this is just the most charming and loving and caring family of little mice that I've ever seen in my life. They might oh. have hardships, but they're always there for each other. They were just so happy, like, hey, I got you presents and look there's a handkerchief from his back pocket that's the new yeah. scarf it's 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 here uh the daughter's new babushka yeah mm-hmm. and uh Fievel gets a hat and it's his father's old hat that's been passed down through generations it's a new hat but an old hat yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a big hat right yeah yeah slipping down around his eyes and the kids mm-hmm. love these presents like so are so grateful for it and oh, i was yeah. watching that and i was like damn I need to maybe reconsider what I uh, uh, gift or ask for come Christmas <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, I demand a new PlayStation Five. It's that or nothing else. Damn Thought it! You had one. Well, last year. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, like, you know, past Christmases. <laughs> but this Christmas, I may ask for a new babushka just to babushka. really appreciate what I've got. Oh, it just cracked me up in that scene because I remember. Nicole wrapping a scarf around our dog's head and going, look, she has a babushka. And then I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I hadn't realized like where she picked it up from because she had the VHS to this as well as a child. Oh, she did. And then like, we go like, hey, you go to mama and you go to papa to the dog. And just like Mm. when they said, when Fievel called his dad papa, she looked at me like, is this where we got all this stuff? I'm like, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I I had no idea that this movie reverberated throughout so much of your relationship. Well, just for the dog, apparently. And like, (laughs) I haven't seen this one probably in a good 20 years. Oh goodness. That's, that's, I feel like that's even a lot more recent than I have. I was trying to figure out, had I seen this movie 
throughout the entire film. And I know for like for a fact that I've seen the follow-up Fievel Goes mm-hmm. West. Yeah. So many times. I've seen that one a lot, but I could not recall if I'd actually seen the original Amer- an American tile tale. And actually it probably is more than 20 years because I was I didn't want to do the math correctly. Cause that's <laughs> because that's not fun. Make you sad. <laughs> yeah. But no, like I last time I saw it was on VHS and there was no other medium at that point to oh, rent yeah, it so on. Twenty years ago. I mean DVDs were around twenty years ago. I mean yeah, just so kind of starting out, but yeah. It was probably closer to like 25 years, like probably closer to like when I was 10 or eight. Yeah. 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 I I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure I had this. I know I had uh, Five O Goes West on VHS. I bet I had this one on VHS. I don't Mm -hmm. think I watched this one as much because my memory of Five O Goes West is that it's not as grim or scary in some places. This one. Had like some dark moments. Five of Goes West is what most people watch more often because this one, there's those terrifying cats. There is the pissed off Poseidon in the that f- boat. Yeah, <laughs> come on, that thing was crazy. Yeah, that reminded me of like freaking um, what's the thing? Fantasia. There we go. Oh right, yeah, like, yeah, not, yeah. I don't think Fanta- Fantasia got a little scary like that, but I just meant like how extreme the visuals were. So it was just intense and oh man, just good this, though. This, good, this mouse. I would say is gets into trouble that yeah. first cat scene to wrap that scene up that was terrible so like cossacks come invading this mm-hmm. this tiny rural town and bring along their own russian cats which are this i i think watching this now i think i could appreciate that sequence for i think how it was animated because these cats were drawn like all in silhouette they were just these dark voids these dark terrifying voids coming to um like destroy the town massacre the the the, the mice living there and, and they were horrifying everything like, down yeah yeah these cats had like very uh pointy fur sharp angry teeth and just like wicked lightning eyes it was it was really terrifying even now i was like oh damn this is unpleasant these cats are horrific i can see well, why the mice are so afraid of them oh yeah they were just running around that's why they would believe in a pipe dream that America has no cats, which like, come on, that is not <laughs> a fact. I and know. it's like, yeah. Fievel, I was impressed with how fast and how much he got away from these cats because he yeah. was out in the open, burrowing through freaking snow and literally- Chasing after them with pots and pans, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Stepping on the nose of two cats as they both go to eat him. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know that, that cat or that mouse was really nimble and quick. Yes. He escaped certain doom, almost certain doom. So many times, even in just like the first 10 minutes of this film. Oh, yeah, that I that's probably not the best thing for kids to see because they're like, I can get away, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I as with all young media, you know, watch it for the entertainment value with these kids, but also do the job of parenting, Mm -hmm. the hard job of parenting and teach your cat, your kids not to antagonize cats because they probably won't eat the kids like they want to eat these mice, but they will scratch you the hell up. Respect well, unless cats, you're on a kids. jungle safari unless then i suppose so <laughs> yeah which that would be a sad moment just like the boat that oh that they end me. up on the, this like i don't know freighter or something I, freighter immigrant transport ship or something i'm not sure how exactly how exactly you would classify it and correct me if i'm wrong they set off they they end up like fleeing from Russia, they end up in mm. Germany. Was it? Was it? They ended up in Germany. When was when was that? 
I thought it was like right between the Russia scene and the boat scene. They end up somewhere else, somewhere else in Europe. I, I feel like it can't be Germany as far as I can recall. Germany is pretty landlocked. Um, I don't know. They, 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 there is like an intermediate destination for them before they set off for America. Oh, I can't recall okay. Exactly. Before they set off. I thought you were talking about like when, after they were on the boat. Oh no, no, no. After they're on the boat, they're in America. They're in yeah, New no, York. they were in like, it had some kind of German name to it. Yeah, something. I don't know. But then that's beside the point. That doesn't really matter. They end up on the boat um, in their mm-hmm. own little cargo hold. I thought it was really unique and interesting how they depict the like the, the the mice and the humans are living pretty close together. The humans don't really have much idea that the mice are just living right underfoot, but yeah. they're, you know right there next to each other and living kind of very similar lives. Well, yeah. The humans like, above them are also being transported to America. Transported, struggling to keep warm with the coal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. I, I love that they, they have the, the little coal pieces falling down and Fievel's warming up his butt on them yep. until he accidentally yeah. touches them and then <laughs> sears his little mouse took us. Yeah, that was entertaining. That, uh, that boat ship was kind of the boat ride was cute just because they're all bonding they're all talking they're playing games playing music but of course his curiosity gets the best of him which oh yeah Yeah, over and over in this film we see just this young mouse child and i get it you know kids i think at that age are maybe more curious than most Mm -hmm. they get into they end up getting into scrapes and get into very unfortunate troubling situations and end up like falling off a boat because they get you know afraid and in over their head and they get Literally. washed out to sea and i have to like it's funny that the older we get the more we compare cartoons movies whatever to stuff that's out now mm-hmm. but i feel like when i've seen newer animated films and there's a sad scene i feel like this one hit harder just because it seemed like he was really screaming out for his father when he was getting washed away like oh, yeah. it felt really intense like of course up to bring that back up again <laughs> was sad but i felt like it wasn't as heavy like it is a heavy thing but it just wasn't like any yeah. guttural screams happening it was just sitting there and this right. one you hear the child is screaming out for his father yeah and with that opening scene in up it was tracing uh this like an entire life mm-hmm. and by the time you get to that opening scene it's incredibly sad but these two people are also senior. They're they're older. Yeah. It's not it, it's not surprising that one of them died. And yeah, sad, but that's how life is, you know. We got these eased into died. it. Yeah, exactly. With this one with an American tale, I mean, this is just a a very young mouse, hasn't had much of a life, and finds himself, you know, not intentionally swept out to sea and and carried away from his family and obviously didn't want to get like sucked down to the ocean possibly dying i think very Mm -hmm. luckily didn't die yeah no that they thought like when they got into shore to do like the whole immigrant registration how many five oh Oh, four see that was the other like i think really heartbreaking part about this is how how much it affected um, Papa Mouskowitz. Yeah. I mean, it affected the entire family, but Papa especially was just so, so heartbroken because, you know, Fievel is, is his son and, and, <laughs> and the way it's depicted, almost clearly Papa's favorite child. I don't know. There, there's a special bond there, I think. Yeah. Um, like he, 
I guess I, well, I'm going to go with special bond because it seems like favorite, but I feel like he shows love for the daughter too oh, so yeah, much absolutely. that it's just like, we're going to go with special versus favorite, but yeah, it seems like a favorite j- just a little bit. Well, I mean, it was Fievel's story, so makes mm-hmm. sense that the focus would be on him. But yeah, there. I mean, not only was Fievel scared and afraid and, and like narrowly escaping death, but it just broke the family's heart. I mean, it's it's going to break you anyway to lose a child, lose a family member and assume that they are dead. I mean, there's no way it's astronomical. The odds are that Fievel survived falling into the ocean in the boat sailing away. Uh, it's at that point, you just yeah, you assume that your your child's dead and you have to find some way to move on. So yeah. I can see why this moment in this movie would be kind of much sadder than what you see in up which was already pretty sad but this one is just a different level a different sort of like tragedy but yeah he literally gets ripped away and you feel it emotionally and see it visually because that's just like granted there was no water claw but the veracity that he gets swept away it, it seems like he's just being ripped out of that family and yeah even the dad or papa Mm-hmm. immediately thinks he's dead based on hey i would too with something that tiny and something that vast falls into the middle of the atlantic during mm-hmm. a storm what yeah what else would you assume i mean maybe you know in the back of your you know in your heart in the back of your head you hope kind of like the yeah. daughter was was keeping up the hope but at some point you gotta just realize like who who's gonna survive that uh lucky mouse <laughs> I, but yeah, yeah yeah the luckiest mouse in the entire world oh yeah what were the odds of a bottle being loose that he actually lands in and it doesn't fill up with water and sink to the bottom of the ocean i know yeah yeah and then just like somehow i don't know where they were in that trip but they weren't that close to new york it seemed like there was still mm-hmm. a ways to go that bottle floated all the way to to new york to was it Ellis Island, Liberty Island or whatever it is to, to New York. And he is able to, you know, make some new friends, uh, meets Henri, the, mm-hmm. the French bird voiced by Christopher Plummer does not make any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact is like he makes all, makes all that way. And the thing that baffles me more than him surviving the boat mm-hmm. is how other than that kerosene fire around the end, mm-hmm. his hat, never gets lost there are so many times where i I feel like he like forgot the hat or it Mm -hmm. flew off his head or something and then you see him with that hat in the next scene i'm like how and he and he has no pockets no yeah no pockets uh i don't know maybe he could stuff that hat up his oversized sleeves or something (laughs) yeah that that, oh yeah that's right those sleeves were pretty big yeah but i i don't know how that that hat wasn't lost a long time ago like the very yeah. moment he got it back in russia and i love the fact that like, the reason it doesn't fit isn't because his ear his head's too small <laughs> it's because his ears aren't strong enough to hold up the hat yet that was a very cute moment at the end i love that like you're a mouse i'm like you're a man <laughs> that was mm-hmm. yeah that was, holding up that hat getting through this entire movie was that little mouse's bar mitzvah and now he's a man <laughs> yeah he went through mouse trafficking yeah. Which this film, for being a kid's at least visually based film, covers a lot of stuff. You have mouse trafficking, mm-hmm. which you guys know what we're referencing for humans. There was, I love the fact that you put the trivia in here because they were covering how, what was it, Spielberg's grandfather's name was Fievel and like shared a story about 
mm-hmm. looking through the glass from the outside is how like the Jews had to learn. Yeah. 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 Like, so sitting out in the snow, looking outside in a classroom to actually learn. Mm-hmm. There's oh. some heavy, heavy stuff to this movie. Yeah. And uh, like some real, real history and some real history about some really sad moments in, in humanity. Where I didn't pick up on it the first time around or even like the second, like, yeah, granted we were at an age where we're not going to pick up on these things, but like even a little bit, I didn't pick up on it at all when I was younger. I was just like, yeah. Oh, okay. He's just looking at future classrooms. <laughs> right. I, I think that's kind of a hallmark of really great animated movies that stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of movies I think are designed not just for children. You know, they're probably the target audience. The The kids aren't just the target audience. It's actually like you, you get a movie like this one and there is, you know, as they say, there's something for everybody. And there's the cute mouse and there's the adventure that Fievel uh, goes through. And that's really uh, enticing for a young viewer. It was for me. But then you've got this entire story to watch that is really enticing for me as as an older viewer. And mm-hmm. even though I think tragically my knowledge of history, especially history of of like Russian Jews or even Jews of the world or uh, immigrants to America at this time is very much not strong as strong as it should be. Um, so I feel like I missed a lot of the like finer story points that I I could have understood if I had. A background like say Spielberg does yeah but it was still a great movie because I understood a lot more uh, about history and about what it, uh, a family like this might go through and I think that really shows how good a movie this is just because it's not just for like four or five year olds yeah that it just it's a lot of movies back then or even before had a lot of layers to it mm-hmm. where it's just like here's a nice visual but here's the hidden what hidden message but here's the message we're trying to share but we're have to get like studio approval for mainstream but we still want to get our perspective out there to open up people's eyes to what's happening yeah 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 i i it's remarkable to think i don't know maybe this movie would get made these days but i don't know i mean i feel like it would be a hard sell to, to get a story like this one greenlit because it's like, who's going to who's gonna say yes to a story about a, a little Jewish mouse from Russia who goes to America? Yeah, it might be a little hard to pull that one off. Uh, and tragically, because I think this is a good story and I think it's a, a good bit of history that is important to know about, you know, for, for anybody, but especially anybody living in uh, the U.S., it's mm-hmm. a, a big part of this country's history. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Cause like when I was getting ready to watch this, I put this one on the episode index originally because we, well, two parts, we are having an eighties month. So it hit that criteria. And then also I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this in a while and it, I know there's a warm place in my heart for it. I just couldn't remember why. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let's watch this again. And I was dreading kind of like the heavier stuff and like the subtext and the background like the Spielberg was doing because I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to like think hard. I just want to enjoy a kid's film, which I was still able to. And it was just I knew there was weight to it and I wasn't ready for it, which is funny because like we've watched some heavy things and I'm like Capronom. Yeah, that one I watched and I was like, okay, this one I was like, oh, (laughs) which don't I don't know why it's with me, but literally just a side note to this film. I was watching it with a friend and my lady Mm -hmm. and we get to the five scene where he's singing to the moon with and his sister's like somewhere else in the city there. Yeah. And literally 
like my friend and I, she starts singing and I'm start humming like without even looking at each other. Like, and you're just like, yep, that is just embedded in the brain. Uh, that's, <laughs> it's yeah, right there. Like couldn't an help it. song. I think that mm-hmm. that song brought like a, a bunch of nominate, like big time nominations for that song. Best original song, Oscar, Golden Globe, won the Grammy uh, for like best motion picture sh- picture song. That's a big, important song. That is a big, yeah. important song. One thing I want to add about the song is I really appreciate, like I've heard the song like sung perfectly, like separate from the movie, but oh, I appreciate yeah. the fact that they had them kind of like cracking an off key to, like, to indicate yeah. these are kids singing, but they're not like trained. So, cause normally you hear music in a cartoon or any movie and oh, it's like, yeah pitch perfect they, they the hire movie, like the... classically trained singers you know Kristen chenowitz in there probably somewhere it's just aladdin not skipping a note bouncing on a carpet that probably isn't that stable yeah yeah but like yeah. this not one doing anything with a voice it did it sounded like a not a bad karaoke but it sounded like a good karaoke and i appreciated the fact that they kept that because you know that was on purpose like they oh, had yeah. the option to choose a more eloquent way of presenting that song and it just brought you more close to home because if anybody's ever heard a kid try to sing you know that they just fail yeah <laughs> so it just i think it's the exception to the role where even you more. find a great child singer oh yeah or like if they just forget the words like <laughs> coconut and then they keep going <laughs> hey talk about it. i still do that <laughs> but you say no. coconut or is it watermelon 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 <laughs> yeah there we go that one definitely no that's mm. a good point they i they clearly had the voice actors for these characters singing that song and they said you know don't try to pretty it up just you know here are the words sing it follow the melody sing it yeah and, uh, and it, I, I it was really it affecting it. It, it made it mm-hmm. like so much heavier uh tinged with some sadness because these these two siblings were like i miss my brother i miss my sister i want to be i want my family be to be reunited again and it works so much better like you said that it it's cracky and it's not perfect yeah and to continue with my segues, not perfect is the mouse politician, which I love the fact that it's like honest. I forgot his full name, but honest something. Uh, let's see. Did I put that character's name? Maybe honest John. That seems have Maybe, a ring to yeah. it. Uh, well, I guess I did not have the full uh, cast list here. Yeah, we'll go with that. It was a politician slash mayor of Mouse Town, uh-huh. and I love the fact that like. He's constantly drinking. The alcohol that gets spilled is like burning a hole in the <laughs> ground. Strong and the, alcohol. Yeah. And the mouse serving him is like looking at the ground, like, how are you drinking that? But my favorite thing was, oh, it's sad. He never got to vote in life. He'll get to vote now. And he puts down ghost votes like for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> already putting, already addressing that back then. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, the, you know, as they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And, uh you know time has passed since this moment in history but i i'm sure this is not an uncommon tactic although i don't know yeah. i don't want to like perpetuate any uh bullshit election fraud myths but or voting fraud rather but it's an interesting point they made in the film well i'm gonna say like for such a big scale as the presidency good luck pulling that one off because there's so many layers to do mm-hmm. maybe small town Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I would go so far as to say, you know, a big time president 
like a presidential election doesn't happen really and if it does it's not as much as some people say it is not enough to mess up with the results exactly like that's a different topic we'll we'll, we'll stray mm-hmm. away from that one for right now because we're talking we'll, about we'll, a little we'll stray away i i will give the mouse politician credit for he was a liar he was a drunk but when it came to fighting the cats he was he was with his people he came through right and mm-hmm. like wasn't seemingly wasn't drunk or hung over at that point he was like he wasn't I, fully selfish which i was happy yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. he saw that there was you know something they had to do there was a uh something they were fighting for and he gave it his all and when things started to go wrong a little bit like he was there commanding the you know the the troops uh to keep this giant like mouse thing what, what <laughs> we call it wooden mouse creature from just like it kept their plan from being ruined and yeah because was if that thing came there. out well i i love the fact that fievel is the one that came up with the idea how to get right. rid of the cats and it was a fairy tale <laughs> <laughs> so bring it bring it leave it to a kid yeah to come up with the idea of like a trojan horse essentially <laughs> yeah and very similar to that yeah yeah and if they let that thing out early it, the cats would have ran away, but they wouldn't have necessarily gotten on a boat. Or if they did get on the boat, the boat would still be docked and they can yeah, get back on land. Enough. Yeah, it was really precarious timing. And if anything went wrong, and it almost did, which <laughs> made the ending just so much more tense and thrilling and kind of terrifying, like it would have it would have been terrible. It would have had a terribly sad ending. The, it would have been sad. And like the funny thing is, like you think after all that, because like. Five was getting chased by the cats. Mm-hmm. They're almost messing up their plan to get rid of the cats. I said cats twice, but actually was needed to be said. Yeah. And then like everything's going right. And you think like Five is just going to stumble out and run into his family. And then of course the kerosene lights. So right when they actually give you a chance to fully breathe, mm-hmm. they bring up even more danger, like more danger than we've dealt with in the entire movie, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to the point where the humans have to be called in to just to like you know, put out the fire. This fire, which is a really beautifully. And I, you know, as an aside, I I thought the animation they did whenever you see humans was really mm. interesting. It was really painterly and very fluid and smooth. It was like yeah. a different sort of animation that was really beautiful, and it was it was unique. I would have been interested to see uh, the entire film animated that way, but I guess that would have not been very economical. It would have taken a lot of time, plus. The way Fievel moves is just adorable because yeah. he's always just like bouncing around. <laughs> yeah. No, Fievel needs to be cartoonish. Mm-hmm. I think that works better for him. Kind of like our extremely friendly cat, Tigger, which I was very shocked how fast everybody but Fievel became friends with Tigger when they were looking for Fievel. Yeah. Because like they were just fighting the cats. I think it's Tiger. Tigger is Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Tiger. Okay. I like Tigger though. But yeah. <laughs> Tiger. That makes more sense. You mix cartoons, you get mixed up in the head, but Tiger, like, I was just surprised that they trusted him so fast after they just fought the cats. Right. I was waiting for a scene that showed, you know, how, how did Tiger get, I mean, he's an endearing cat and he's very friendly Mm -hmm. and he is not like the other cats. So it's not a surprise that he would be befriended by the the mice, but it happened very quickly. I'm glad it happened because Tigger is amazing. See, I didn't know. Tiger's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. He, he's, I mean, he helped. Yeah, yeah. He helped <laughs> Fievel escape from uh, the, the other cats led by Warren T. Rat. Rat in quotations. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I love that. It's like, he he overpowered me. You're fired. Well, I hated this job anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that also sounds very familiar. That is a timeless saying, too. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, I feel like maybe they cut the scene that would have been drawn for him making friends with the mice to go after Fievel. Yeah, but I feel it like if slowed things down, I can, I can see. If the scene was there, it probably would have been like, wait, where is he? We have to find him, like, and then being scared of him. Mm. And he's like, no, no, I just want to help my little friend. And I feel like the person who would have tr- been the bridge was the sister. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like her and Fievel are the ones that, like, actually give people a chance and not have fear automatically run every action. Well, they, they still have hope in their hearts. They haven't been beaten down by life. Although you see that in the movie where Fievel finally gets beaten down. Oh, that was sad, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. There were a like, few I moments. seriously uh-huh. thought he was going to just start crying and like stop saying that. And he just went crying to mad and this gave up. I'm like, oh, that was even worse than just a sad mouse. He I broke. Know. Yeah, yeah. There are so many moments throughout the film where I'm like, gosh, this little mouse is tenacious and like got such a great spirit but i guess you can only face so much before it's just like yeah your spirit is is gone it's chipped away to nothing and especially as a child mentality like Mm -hmm. the world has to be scary to begin with and then to go through all that yeah yeah more than anybody should have to go with you know but especially Mm. a child to to be put through that put through the ringer like that is i mean uh i'm Almost, I, I'm very impressed that he went through so much, and I feel for for Fievel because nobody should have to go through that. I agree that honestly, this movie has a ton of layers and different things in it. For me, I have one more note that I definitely wanted to cover, at least for myself, mm-hmm. and that I love the theme of like pretty much friends all around, which is my own phrasing, mm-hmm. but basically that little dance sequence between tiger there we go uh-huh. and fievel were the like just we're the same like actually seeing that we can connect and it was just literally this visual that was separating them yeah. which granted a mouse and a cat a mouse would be terrified by something that big especially if they're meat eaters but yeah tiger is a big cat that is not, he's not bigger the than all of, the other ones yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i feel like the perfect comparison to like for height ratio for people who haven't seen this movie if you've seen the last Airbender animated movie ca- cartoons, uh-huh. uh, Appa and Momo, <laughs> uh-huh. I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah, like that's about the difference in size. Maybe a little bit bigger, but still like close enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will never comparison. do the live action Avatar movie. No, that, that travesty of, fil- of a film. Nobody should no. ever mention that one. That mm, I will was... not watch that. Have you seen it before though? I tried to watch it. And then I was getting really annoyed. So I started fast forwarding to parts that I knew were coming uh-huh. just to see like, hey, if this scene's done right, I'll go back and finish the whole thing. And then I was just like, one, where are the Asian actors? Good Two, question. why are you calling him that na- name? It's not the right pronunciation. And then mm-hmm. it was just, they were chipped away. At, I feel like somebody started chipping away at what they could make and like cut away at the story because there was a lot of stuff missing and like cut short and like cutting corners i'm like i feel like somebody got their hands tied yeah i mean hard to condense three like very deep seasons into Mm -hmm. at least one movie i think Shyamalan was planning on it being maybe a trilogy or something a trilogy would have been so hard a trilogy would have been good especially because yeah no you're right that that was essentially one season he did with that first movie because like they ended the uh north water tribe mm-hmm. but and i was just like 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not suggesting that you need to like make an exact carbon copy of the original mm-hmm. like source material. You don't just take a cartoon and just put people into it. But yeah, you're right. I think there was the the story ended up not being as important as like the spectacle of it and the special effects or the mm-hmm. visual effects. And Which is a problem because we get connected to the story with this one. Yeah. And that was like a defining factor of the original cartoon is like you had some really uh, fantastic battle sequences and some some visuals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those were all built on top of an excellent story. And if you don't have that, then you don't really have something worth watching. And I think, yeah. you know, to wrap it around to an American tale, I think that's what made the movie so successful is that I think the visuals were always there to support this really deep complex and loving family story you know it has some adventure had a lot of history to it and had a lot of heart to it but none of that took like second place to any of the visuals which were already i mean the visuals were amazing but they were built on top Mm. of something really solid substance exactly yeah yeah well what was your favorite moment then or you know what i'll add one just for this one mm-hmm. actually no, i'm not going to do heartbreak one. we kind of did that i'm just gonna go our favorite moment <laughs> uh let's see um i i think i really liked um the relationship that five had with damn it i wish i had done a better job at putting the full cast list here who was the um that like new york mouse that he he befriended oh i forgot who called his him name. philly all the time <laughs> that was cute <laughs> His New York mouse. Do, do, I don't know. Do, do, was do, it? Do, 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 do. I don't think it was Digi or Mo or somebody. I don't know. Tony. Tony. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I cheated. IMDb. No, I did. I wasn't gonna get there. So yeah, the the relationship with between Tony and Five All. I really loved that it was like a genuine friendship relationship, and it wasn't Tony just like, hey, here's a here's a mouse that I can push around and have do things for me. It was, you know, Tony was, Tony had been there. Tony had lived kind of a rough life on the New York City streets and was in like a very Dickensian, like uh, workhouse, uh, you know, cleaning up things and uh, had been Mm -hmm. sort of, I guess, tricked into working there by warranty rat. But then Fievel broke everybody out and Tony was like, oh, hey, this this kid's got stuff. You know, he's clever, this Fievel, this Philly, and stuck around with him and then realized like, I guess Tony was also looking for some love and friendship too, because never took advantage of Fievel and was always there to try to help Fievel along and, and help Fievel uh, be reunited with his family. And it was a really genuine and actually and, cared for him. Yeah. And it was a genuine and I think pretty loving friendship, which I, I wasn't expecting. It didn't have to be that way, but I'm so glad it was that way because it, without Tony, Fievel would have had such a harder time. Oh yeah. that. Without Tony, his parents wouldn't have realized that was the person that they were looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They would have been still separated. They wouldn't have had that mm-hmm. amazing magical reunion moment at the end where <laughs> uh Fievel, where Papa's like running around, slipping around and trying to be reunited with Fievel, and they're both yelling, Papa and Fievel. Which you just described the moment I was gonna pick. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, then you, yeah, you take it. Well, no, you, you described the moment, which was just the re, them being reunited because there was just pure emotion there. The father was happy hugging his son. Mm-hmm. That that was just such an energetic moment. It's hard not to focus on that. But I'd have to say the one line that got me was the sister going, I knew you were alive. You're like, oh, oh. Yeah. she never <laughs> gave up hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She always, she always knew it. Yep. Yep. 
even when I like, I don't, again, I don't blame uh, Mama and Papa for trying oh, to like, like, I don't blame them. Like, how could you even, even hope to survive something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think his sister, Tanya, I think only, I mean, she was young, so she has like limitless amounts of hope, mm-hmm. but Papa, Mama and Papa have to like, they, they know reality and they have to take care of their kids. And by doing, by having to do that, they have to face hard truths and realities. And that also, that includes facing the fact that your, their son probably is dead. Uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes is like, is dead. Might as well just assume yeah. that. So, oh yeah. Like the father kept, didn't want to even like lie to himself, like thinking the could be alive. Like there could be multiple people with that name. Like, yeah. Didn't want to get his hopes up. Yeah. And the only thing that was missing from that scene, like when the mother turned around with the hat, mm-hmm. was just her like collapsing to the floor, like saying he's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point you make because uh, hope can be nice, but hope can also just like tear you down. It can kill you mm-hmm. if you let it um, or if the circumstances make it that way. But uh, I don't know. It, having that reunion moment made the entire movie for me because is I mean... That was all the those mice wanted in the world. That was the entire point of the film is to have that reunion. Yeah. And and it, it worked. It was really effective. And they were hugging together as a family. And tears are flowing. Uh, it was a very, very touching moment. To a, a, a beautiful end to a very touching film. Exactly. Yeah. The ending, it was way more affecting than I uh, expected it to be. Especially when my memory of, like, most of my memory is kind of based around Five Goes West, which mm. I think is a good movie. but I. I'm going to have to watch that one because my memory of that movie is that it's not as like heavy or affecting as, as this one was. It was more of a kind of fun adventure romp. I don't remember it. I'm sure like there's moments where he gets separated and is in danger, but nowhere yeah. near like this separation, like just more of, oh no, we went on the wrong. We went into kind of like Lion King. Don't go into yeah. the shadows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they just went into the shadows, but their dad was knew where to find them. Yeah, still ultimately okay. But with this one, mm-hmm. you start to wonder, like, goodness, Fievel's floating in the Atlantic. They're in New York. Uh, I, even at that time, still in a, like an enormous city, especially for mice. Oh, yeah. Like, how, how do you get that reunion? But you end up getting it, and, and, and it was very, it paid off very well at the end. So I believe we're at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. But I got to ask you, Stephen, first, before we wrap this one up here, would you call this one... A rental or a, or a buy? Well said. I got so emotional with this one that I got distracted. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with a buy. Hmm. Now, as always, I recommend watching trailers. And the only reason I would say watch the trailer for this one is just so you can see like what kind of animation it is. Because you may not want to watch stuff that's older like this. It's pretty for... classic animation. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're fine with the animation, with my lack of speaking, if you're fine with the animation, then by all means, this is a great movie. I say it's an Insta buy. Mm, you can wait for it to be on sale. Like I got the upgrade because I had it on SD because yeah. I had done the conversion. Oh, okay. But I waited for the HD sale so I didn't have to like pay full price a third time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> No, that's, that's a good you? way to do it. I think I might suggest a rental on this one. Um, I thought it was really good. I don't really know when the next time I might watch this one would be. So it may be a very long time. I don't know if that would make a purchase worth it. Unless I was able to get it on sale, then maybe so. But I don't sale? know that I would pay $15 for this one. 
Or if you had kids, then it might make that, it a little different. I was going to say that was my follow up. Like if you have kids, I think that changes the the equation on this dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like if you have kids, then eh, yeah, purchase it because I think uh, there's enough humor and adventure and heart in this one to make it worth watching more than once. And if yeah. you have kids, you'll probably like if they like it, you will definitely watch it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. it would be good to have uh you know, forever in that case. I would agree. So yeah, I, I think that'll wrap this one up. Uh, I, a great conversation to a great tale, indeed an American tale. And I, <laughs> well done. <laughs> I thank you for following along on this conversation with, with me, Sean Anderson and my co-host here, Stephen Reyes. So thanks for listening and thank you for always supporting the show and spreading the word. Make sure you keep doing that. It really means a lot to us. And until next time, when we continue our month of 80s films, our, our flashing back to the groovy, the radical 80s. The radical 80s, which do we want to preview them what next week is? <laughs> I think Because it does should. involve traveling. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. This is a movie, I, I will preface this one with a shocking, uh, uh, like, show-stopping fact. I have not seen the movie that we're about to see next week. Which surely is, you must be mistaken. I, I'm not. And also don't call me Shirley. If that doesn't tell you guys <laughs> enough what the movie is, then come back next week for Airplane. Then you'll be just like me, who, is, who has not seen it for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, so, boy. That'll be a good one. I'm looking forward to that one because it seems legendary you know, when it comes to slapstick films. <laughs> uh, yes. So I'm looking forward to that one. Until next time, until that great time when we come back to grace your ear holes again, uh, I've been Sean Anderson here with Stephen Reyes, and you're listening to more Movies, please. Grace your ear hole. That one sounds dirty. (laughs) 